Hmm. So between Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras, which one of the two best friends is better? Well, Trey Matthews and I decided to discuss that and put that to the test on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you all for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So with no Ducks hockey going on the next few days, And Trey Matthews and I had been talking about doing this for a while because there was a funny video that went up a couple months ago about Trevor Zegras and Jack Hughes, you know, just they were working out together and they're good friends. They're very, very good friends. And pointed out in the video was that Hughes was the one picking up all the checks because, hey, he's making all the money right now. Z is still making under a million per season. So he's not there yet. He might surpass Hughes as far as money per season. But anyway, I'm going into the conversation. So after that video came out, I kind of did a little bit of crap talking. Trey picked up on that. So we decided, yeah, we're going to talk about this. We were supposed to do this a couple of weeks ago, but tragedy in Mexico happened. Stuff happened. So I had to kind of table that. And finally, we got to do this. So... Just to let you know, this is going to wind up being a two-part episode as far as the interview. Most of it will be today, so most of that interview will take up all of today's podcast, and I'll put up the final part of that interview for tomorrow's podcast. So make sure you're tuned in tomorrow for that. All right, without much further ado, here is part one of that conversation between Locked on Devils host, Trey Matthews, and myself. Enjoy it, folks. He is J.D. Hernandez of Locked on Ducks, and it is a battle of the young guns. So I'm going to be representing Jack Hughes, and he's going to be representing Trevor Zegres. The, yeah. battle, of the, the battle of the bromance. So, <laughs> J.D., how the, before we get into the discussion, how are the Ducks looking? They're looking the devils and <laughs> that they're slowly on the rise they will be better than last season playoffs not so sure but hey they have some exciting young players i'd say the devils our ceiling is wild card but everything has to go correctly it's going to depend on if jack hughes can stay healthy uh, you know, can Andre Palat have a career year? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some exciting prospects, including Alexander Holtz, who is uh, probably going to get a role on the top six. Our goaltending yeah. has gotten better with Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek. But, the, okay, so just to, um, you know, catch everybody up, the reason I reached out to J.D. Hernandez of Locked on Ducks, <laughs> I've actually been talking about this for like a month or so, saying, okay, you know what, we're going to do a crossover and we're going to talk about Jack Hughes versus Trevor Zegras because somebody, a former Locked On host, called me out on Twitter and said that I was 
for better terms, effing insane for saying that Jack Hughes uh, is better than Trevor Zegers or saying like Trevor Zegers wishes he was Jack Hughes. Because remember, you 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 tweeted something out saying like, um, why is Jack Hughes paying for Trevor Zegers's uh, breakfast or whatever the case might be? And because, you know, Trevor Zegers was, I think at the time, recently named the cover athlete for the new NHL video game, along with Sarah Nurse. So mm-hmm. I personally like the cover. I think it's uh I think it's something different, something unique. And you yeah, know, you you know of- why Hughes is paying for everything right now, because he got that contract already. Zegris will get it after this season, so maybe next year Z will start paying for stuff. But for right now, Hughes is making a little bit more money. Although yeah, I and- I can see Zegris trying to one up Hughes, the next contract that's available. I could see Zegris saying, you know what, he's making eight million, I want nine million. And the Ducks would give him that. I could see the one sure upsman. Heck yeah, one's up. One upsmanship is definitely in play here. So I could see Z making. You know, this was actually a topic on a recent episode of Locked On Ducks, where I talked about how much Z should be paid after this season, and we were kind of toying around with maybe eight point five nine million. And honestly, if Zegers has another stellar season. I could see him getting that $9 million contract because the Ducks will also have cap space. The Ducks have all the cap space in the world right now. And there's there's a certain former Duck that's going off the books next season. Some guy, you may have heard of him. He's been in three consecutive Stanley Cup finals and lost three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. That guy, Corey Perry, he's finally off the books after next season. The Worm? Not Dennis Rodman, the Worm. Corey Perry, the Worm. There's your there's your NBA reference. But, yeah, yeah okay. the Corey Perry money goes off. So money will be available. All right, the Worm will be off the books, everybody. Now, JD, I got to ask you this before we get into it. So Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras both have the same rating in the EA Sports video game shell. Last season, Hughes, 56 points, almost had the same amount of points as Zegras, 61, in 26 less games. There's levels to this EA Sports. Be better. Uh, so why okay. – I got to ask you this. Why are they rated the same when Jack Hughes was the better player in 26 less games? Oh, my games? God. We're going to do this. All right. First yes. off – Zegris got that many points in spite of being benched earlier in the season by, by Dallas Eakins. There were a few games where Zegris didn't play that many minutes because he was getting benched for whatever reason. It was only towards maybe middle and end where Z was finally let loose and started scoring goals at will. So those points are in spite of that. Also, keep in mind that the Anaheim Ducks not exactly a juggernaut on offense. Z had to carry that team for about a month. And also, you got to think about, it wasn't just Trevor Zegras scoring goals. There was another guy that was up and coming for the Ducks. Some guy by the name of Troy Vetchkin as a former colleague that you may have alluded to earlier mentioned. Yeah, she calls him Troy Vetchkin. But Troy Terry had a breakout season. And, gee, if only Zegris and Terry were on the same line. Urgh. That would have been shoulda, fun. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, dinda, though. Will be, though. Will be. Okay. 
Okay. But let me tell you this about Jack mm-hmm. Hughes. Okay, here we go. Jack Hughes is so adaptable. Like, he can make anybody around him better. And he's proving it once again during the course of this preseason because Alexander Holtz, a player who only suited up in like nine or so games for the Devils last season, is now projected to be a top six player. Yep. And, and who was he paired alongside with? He was paired alongside with Andre Pilat and Jack Hughes. And that line is now called the H2O line. And if you want to go a little further during, yeah, so like Hughes, Holtz, and then Andre. So, but if you want to go back a little further to the 2021 uh, 56 uh, COVID season, Jack Hughes was paired with Yanni Kwokinen and also Yegor Sharangovich. And we, I, uh, I poor was, Jack. Uh, yes, poor Jack. Exactly. Exactly. Poor, poor Jack Hughes. But, he was able to make the most of it because uh, Yanni Kwokinen was somewhat solid. And then Yegor Sharangovich was one of the more exciting players for the Devils that year because I don't think anyone was anticipating for Yegor Sharangovich to be the player that he was coming out of preseason, and he was electrifying. So that was called the kid line. And then going into the next season, that was obviously the top line the Devils were going to roll with because Yanni Kwokinen, Yegor Sharangovich, and Jack Hughes worked so well together. What Mm -hmm. happened? What went wrong with that line? Jack Hughes gets hurt second game of the year against the Seattle Kraken. He is out for a significant amount of time. Then what happens to Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni Kwokinen? They go down. So Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni Kwokinen both became healthy scratches a couple times. And now where's Kwokinen right now? He's overseas. Where's Sharangovich right now? While in discussion to have solid production, we don't really talk about Sharangovich being a vital part of being, uh, you know, up there in points for the Devils this season. So when you talk about Zgres not being paired with the right amount of guys, I'm just saying, like, someone like Jack Hughes, he's able to make it work, and it doesn't matter who he's paired alongside with. He is, like, the engine that makes the New Jersey Devils run, and he makes the players around him better, as proven with Alexander Holtz, Yegor Sharangovich, and Yanni Kwokinen. All right, you done? Because <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, ready no, to no. go now. So conversely, think about who he was paired up with. I'm talking about Zegras. Zegras had a good thing going with a certain player that is now on maybe the outs in the NHL. A guy by the name of Frank Milano or Sonny Milano. Think about how those two paired up. Zegras, you want to talk about a guy making other players better? Zegras is that guy for the Ducks. Zegras gave Sonny Milano his career season last year with the Ducks. If it wasn't for Trevor Zegras, Milano would not have gotten that many points. And for some reason, now that you take out Zegras from that pairing, Milano struggled that last month of the season when Dallas Eakins was shuffling around lines. And you want to talk about a pairing that just had an amazing thing. I mean, think about the flying Z goal. Do I need to go any further then the flying Zeagle that took place at Buffalo, New York. That took an amazing amount of coordination. If Trevor Zegras can make anybody better, including Sid Milano, then that's nothing but a good thing for the Ducks. And that's when they were rolling. It wasn't until maybe March, like I said, Sonny Milano just kind of fell off a little bit, which is why Sonny Milano did not sign with anybody. And he only wound up in Calgary on, I think, a PTO. And that was it. So what's wrong with Sonny Milano, some people are saying. 
look, he's not making a big impression in Calgary right now. And that's unfortunate because he probably misses his buddy. He misses having somebody just pass it along with definite ease to everyone else. And when you saw Zegris on the line with Troy Terry those few times, that's when Troy Terry's goals began to pick up as well. Zegris is a playmaking type player. And I mentioned to Milano having the most points in his career last season. That was completely true. Before that, Sandy Milano was mired in the minor leagues at Lake Erie slash Cleveland with the Monsters. And he did win a Calder Cup with the Monsters, sure. But when he was in Columbus, he struggled to find points. Last season, career high in the NHL, 34 points, 14 goals. Both career highs for Sandy Milano. Good for him. So that that's where I look no further as a player that makes other guys better. And you're going to see that with Zegras this coming year. You're going to see the Zegras-Terry pairing. And I even said, Terry could get 40 goals this season. He definitely could. Okay. Okay. So you made your case for playmaking, but I just want to, I just want to say this. When Jack Mm -hmm. Hughes went down with the injury second game of the year, what happened to the New Jersey Devils? Their production went way down like it wasn't even funny to the point where going into Christmas break we were on like a six game losing streak but then when Jack Hughes comes back there's just a new surgence amongst the organization mm-hmm. like the Devils started becoming uh more consistent on the offensive side of things and then uh they they just caught lightning in a bottle and I would arguably say they were one of the more exciting offenses to watch in the entire league now they couldn't guard anyone but we're not talking about defense for you. We're talking about <laughs> the offensive production from Mr. from Mr. Jack Hughes. But um, you know, overall, it's just like um, when when Jack Hughes returned to injury, the Devils just got so much better. At one point, Yegor Sharangovich was able to get back to what he once was last year, and that mm-hmm. was you know uh, due to Jack Hughes returning. And then uh, Jack Hughes became like Player of the Week due to. Uh, him like you know beating some top-notch teams including I believe the Edmonton Oilers at one point late in December or 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 if it was early January I forget these games mesh together but overall it's just like the point is Jack Hughes without him the engine does not run for New Jersey Devils and they are a bottom tier team but with him coming back they are a fringe fringe I, I, I can't reiterate this enough they are a fringe wild card team i felt i feel as though if jack and this might be a hot take if jack hughes was healthy because he only suited up in 49 games this year if he would have appeared mm-hmm. in like 70 to 75 games okay i think we'd be talking about the new jersey devils possibly either making the wild card or being relatively close oh 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 you're gonna drink yeah 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 you drink your water buddy you drink your water i know what you're trying to do mm. and i'm not falling for it I'm not. I'm not going to fall for your little uh, malarkey there. Now, um, so any, anyway, as I was saying, yes, J- I think Jack Hughes, if he played in more games, then quite honestly, I think the New Jersey Devils would have been in, like a fringe wild card team. That's that's what I say. And I talked to a betting es- expert. I talked to Jackson Bond of okay. Paramount uh, Sports. And he said the best bet for the New Jersey Devils this year is to place your bets on Jack Hughes to possibly win 
uh, the Hart Trophy just because Ooh. he could have a ta- oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Bear with me. He can have a Taylor Hall type of year just because, like, remember when Taylor Hall was on the Devils? He didn't eclipse 100 points, but the Devils got were like a surprise. And I feel as though if Jack Hughes stays healthy, if he gets to 100 points, if the Devils are a wild card team, could he win it? I don't know. But I think he would be in the running for the Hart Trophy. That And that's a betting expert telling me, like, you know, if you want to place your bet on a New Jersey Devils outcome, whether it's Lindy Ruff getting fired, whether it's the Devils making the playoffs, your best bet is to go in on Jack Hughes possibly winning the Hart Trophy. Well, I think your best bet would also would also be on Bet Online. By the way, that's also a best bet. Ah, yes, yes, I, it would be on it would be on Bet Online. I mean, should we go with that segue now? Because we got to talk about Bet Online for a hot minute, right? Because bet please on- remember to gamble responsibly, people. Yeah, bet responsibly. Do not bet on the Phoenix Coyotes. But Bet Online is your first source for all sports betting. You know, hockey's coming up, basketball's coming up, football, week four, week five, and baseball coming to a close. So to find all the latest player developments, including a Zegris and a Hughes, team matchups, podcasts, news, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information. With up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. And you can also check out MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So, where should they head to, Trey? Hmm. BetOnline.net. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. BetOnline is where the game starts. And BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Gamble responsibly, folks. Do not bet on the Coyotes this season. Do not bet on the Blackhawks this season. Don't do it. Bet responsibly. You could bet on the Devils. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll make this bet. You could take the over on both the Devils and the Ducks on the points projections because they were pretty low for both of our teams. Yes. like That is something I think we can agree on. Yeah. I just... Okay, look. I know... Okay, so during the course of the offseason, the Devils were swinging for the fences. We were aiming for Johnny Goodrow, Kevin Fiala, Alex DeBrinkett, Matthew Kachuk. I think that by default, the Devils did get better during the course of the offseason. You know, we got Andre Pallott, we got Marina, we got Brendan Smith, we got Vitek Vanacek. Uh, we were able to get uh, uh, Shimon Nemetz from the draft. That wasn't a bad pick. That, that was not a bad pick because here's the thing. You draft what you need. You don't draft the best player available unless you're the first overall Ah, pick. see. Well, because well, the maybe, is, maybe in your case, drafted, that's true. In your case, that is true. Yes, because if you would have, because if we would have drafted Logan Cooley or Shane Wright, it doesn't make sense because uh, we got Nico Heischer, we obviously got Jack Hughes, we got Dawson Mercer. Uh, it's we have it's a lot really of it's those first two guys that you mentioned right there, which is why you make that pick. Right, and you and you get another defenseman to develop alongside with Luke Hughes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I did not hate the pick, but. You know, going back to the points, I, I could see a world where the Ducks 
could make a wild card. I think that is the Ducks' ceiling as well, the same as the Devils, possibly making a wild card. But that also depends on that other division, the Central Division. I'm going to be honest, I don't see the Ducks overtaking the Oilers, the Flames, or the Kings in the division. It's going to depend on the wild card, and it's going to depend on the Central Division. It's going to depend on the Winnipeg Jets of the world. It's going to depend on, maybe not the Blues, but the Stars of the world. It's going to depend on those teams and see how they do. And it's also going to depend on how poorly the other teams in the Central play. I mentioned the Blackhawks and the Cowdies being two of them. How poorly are those teams going to fall in the standings? And how much could it pump up the points for other certain teams? So it all depends. But um, I think if all goes well, and like I said, the offense is going to come at the hands of Mr. Jack Hughes. uh, I, I think the Devils have a legitimate chance. But that's best case scenario. We need our goaltending to be good. We need yeah. Uh, that's our that's your question mark right there, buddy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the Devils have actually been doing pretty well. And I know it's preseason, and I know we don't want to like read too far into it. But the Devils have actually been doing somewhat decent in the goaltending department during the course of preseason. Right. So I just so you know I just want to point this out. I said it in my latest episode, according to Bill Spaulding, who is the new play-by-play voice for a New Jersey Devils. He tweeted out and said, safe to say the Devils have gotten better than average goaltending this preseason. Defensive structure was mostly good again today too. That's just six goals against in five preseason games. The reason so, the reason we haven't heard a whole lot about goaltending for the Ducks is because the guys that they've sent out during the preseason has been guys that are going to wind up in San Diego. Ole Eriksson and Lukas Dostal. Finally on Tuesday night, there's going to be Anthony Stolarz, finally. Gibby against the Kings. Well, that that's a whole other thing. The Kings love playing against John Gibson, so that, that's kind of tough to evaluate. But it's really going to come down to maybe Saturday's game to evaluate the goaltending for the Ducks, just because they haven't played any of their main guys. Like, the Ducks are set in their goaltending. John Gibson, Anthony Stolarz, who we haven't really seen we, we haven't so that but that's yeah go ahead we don't want to get see you don't want to like overestimate but you don't want to underestimate preseason either that's the thing so i'm just trying to be somewhat conservative about it i'm being super conservative just because the ducks really haven't played all their guys yet we're, we're not really going to see what the team's going to look like until saturday's game at Staples Center on Saturday. Uh, it's called Crypto. No, 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 no. You cannot do that to me. No, 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 no. It, it's the truth. It's Everybody, crypto. nobody in SoCal calls it Crypto.com Arena. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. LA is a lot like Chicago in that sense. When the names change, they do not call it the new name. They call it the old name okay it is still sears tower it is still staples center okay for about 10 years no one called it edison international field no it was the big a in anaheim or angel stadium no one called it edison international it was it's the big a it's the big a folks that's where the angels play it's the pond that's where the ducks play i still hear 
Go into the pond or the ponder. Crypto.com arena. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Hey, hey, the one thing we can't agree, JD, before we get back into our discussion, uh, I, I I love the Lakers, so L.A. <sighs> I, I, I do love my Lakers. I, I do. Always have. So we could have. At least we can agree on that. Uh, on that regard, we we can we can definitely agree on that. I mean, this isn't basketball talk, but after seeing their last preseason game, my hopes have dwindled a little a little bit. Don't worry about that. It's preseason. It's preseason. Don't overestimate. Don't underestimate. It's preseason. It's just they're they're rusty. Now, let's get back into the discussion for Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras. Yes. I okay. Okay. I I don't want to disrespect Trevor Zegras in any sort of way but you're going to Very i'm not going to okay good I'm just i'm just like I, i'm not going to slander him he's a good player oh he's and, a but if i had to pick one or the other in, oh. in, in my unbiased opinion it's jack hughes now here's here's why you know trevor zegras suited up in 75 games 75 out of 82 games now you did say because he wasn't really getting the minutes he deserved early on so he registered 61 points. But the fact of the matter is this. So, like, you know, if we're comparing, you know, the first two years in the league, uh, you know, I think I think Trevor Zegras does have that edge a little bit because it did take Jack Hughes a minute to, to you know, come into fruition. So because, you know, I was talking to the Locked On Sens guys in regards to comparing Jack Hughes and Tim Stutzel, and they compared, like, you know, their first two years in the league or whatever the case might be. I was like, yes, you are right about that. The That's a tough comparison, too. That's a tough one. Yes, but the fact of the matter is this. Jack Hughes, this past year, in his junior year, his third year, he took his game to another level. Like, he was on, on pace to get 90 or 100-so points had he played in more games. Who's to so, say that cannot happen for Zegras in his third year? I'm, I didn't. I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't say it can't happen for Zegras, but I'm okay. talking about in the present moment, okay. here, right now. All right. I would go with. I'm going with Jack Hughes. I'm going with my guy to uh, be the better young gun, just because of what he's been able to do. And quite honestly, he's he's the truth. I call him the truth. I know that's Paul Pierce's nickname in sports, but I call him Jack the Truth. Hughes, because he is the mother effing truth. Paul Pierce is going to come after you and probably and probably think. I don't give a crap about. I don't give a crap about Paul Pierce. Who cares? He wasn't that. He's overrated anyway. Paul Pierce is going to. He's going to come after you and then fake an injury and be carried off. (laughs) Very funny. Thanks once again to Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils for joining the podcast. The rest of that conversation will be on either the second or third segment of tomorrow's podcast. So stay tuned and make sure you check that out. All right. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc., etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thanks to Trey for coming on the show and, you know, talking a little bit. Yeah, Trey, Trey can have a little bit of fun here. He can go on for a while. But you know what? I know what my opinion is on that. I know what I think. Yeah. 
once again, thank you all so much. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together. Fly together.